Good morning. It's good to be back. I always enjoy going on vacation, but I've, I, you've heard me say it over the years. I enjoy going on vacation, but I enjoy it when it's time to go back home. It's time to go back home. And it's, when, there's nothing like your own home. There's nothing like your own bed. And there's nothing like your own church, you know? I mean, this is a church family, and I missed everybody. And it's good to keep up with it over the computer as we did, and praying and everything, but it's nothing like home. Nothing like being at home. It's such a blessing. Thank you, Gloria, for that beautiful piano solo. We appreciate it. Before we begin the message, let's just look to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful goodness and mercy and love to us. We thank you that you've saved us by the blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you'll quiet our hearts for your word this morning. Speak to us clearly and powerfully in whatever need and situation we're going through today. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will, will guide the word. And we pray that you will hide me behind the cross and that you will be blessed and that you will be glorified. And we just thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You know, as we look around us in our Christian life, we see many blessings, don't we? We sang it this morning, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. And the thing about the blessings that the Lord gives us is you can find the blessings of the Lord in many different interesting places. When you're looking for God's blessings, you can see his hand working in your life and in the lives of those around you. And it's such a great thing because blessings are there for us to recognize them, to appreciate them, to thank God for them every day. And when we do that, we realize that we don't deserve any of God's blessings, and yet he has showered all his blessings on us. And I love how it says in the Word of God in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, we're not waiting on over yonder to get those blessings. They're already ours. We have them. We possess them right now. We can enjoy them. We can be blessed by them. But the blessings that we'll have will continue on into eternity and forever and ever. And you know, sometimes trials can be blessings in disguise. I remember that song that Taylor sings and how some of the hard times that we go through are really blessings in disguise because God is allowing them in our lives to develop our faith and our trust in Him. If everything went smoothly, we never had any trials or any difficulties or hardships or problems, we would not realize how much dependent we are on the Lord. We would be thinking we can do this ourselves. Everything is going just fine. You can imagine in the book of Job how surprised he was how God had blessed him so many years and all of a sudden all these trials come that he'd never had before. Sure, it would get discouraging. All of us would be discouraged by it. But it said in Job chapter 10, it's interesting that when Job's wife started speaking about saying, you should just curse God and die, right? He had to rebuke her and he rebuked her saying in Job 2.10, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we not accept, should we, shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin, sin with his lips. 
We're thankful that whatever God gives us, whether he gives us prosperity or he gives us adversity, those are blessings. They're for our good and for his glory. And whatever he allows in our life, we're not to question it. We're not to doubt him. We're not to wonder, why, Lord, did you bring this into my life? But we should be thankful when we should see these things as blessings coming from the Heavenly Father to us. Yes, God's blessings are everywhere. Everywhere we look, if we're looking for them. We can miss them so many times. We get so distracted and so burdened and so stressed out over by the immediacy of our circumstances that we miss God's blessings over here. God's blessings over there. Sometimes they're right in front of us and yet we're so distracted. May the Lord help us to have hearts that seek after Him and recognize that He is the one who's blessing us. That these blessings are not coming to us just randomly, but they're coming from our Heavenly Father to us. I love what it says in Psalm 81 and verse 10. I was reading this verse this week down on vacation. And it says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Reminds me of the bird that feeds the little baby birds, right? The mother bird, and she brings the food to the baby bird, and their mouths are open, and she puts the food into the mouths of each one of those baby birds. And that's how God is with us. He blesses us. He loves us. And he puts the food into our mouth. But he says, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Sometimes we don't open our mouths wide to God. We're seeking our own things in life. We're seeking our own blessings. We want things our way and instead of God's way. And he says, no, remember what I've done for you and saving you. And remember that I have blessings for you that are so great and so wonderful. So many times people ask the question, they ask this, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Have you ever heard that statement made by people? What's in it for me? Well, the question should not be that. It should be turned around, what's in it for God? What blessing can I get in my life that is a blessing from God that he can use in my life so that I can turn around and be a blessing to someone else? Our blessings aren't something we should hoard to ourselves, but we should share them with other people. And when people see that God is blessing us, it will be contagious and it will be a blessing. We're going to look at three things this morning, and Ed's going to put the points up on the board. Number one, there is a source of every blessing. Number two, there is a purpose for every blessing. And number three, there is an outcome of every blessing. You know, the devil puts out his best, doesn't he, as kind of a pseudo-blessing. It looks good to us, to our natural eyes, to our natural minds, but it's really a pathetic synthetic. I used that term once before, but it's really what it is. The devil's blessings, or they're really not blessings at all, but he puts out that to look good to us, to get us off the path and out of God's will and going our own way. It may be in the form of a beautiful or handsome young person that comes by into our lives, but they're not godly. Maybe they're not even saved. Maybe it comes in the form of a higher paying job and you say, wow, this job, I've been waiting for this job for so long. But the problem is that job is going to take you away from the Lord's people. It's going to take you away from the Lord's work. It's going to take you away from the, from the fellowship of the saints. So that, is that really a blessing? Is it really a blessing? Many times it's a pseudo blessing because it's what the devil puts out there.
Or someone might say, well, I've got the dream house. Oh, we're going to sign on it. We're going to close on the papers. We're going to sign on the deal. Well, this is a great house. Well, where is it located? Well, yeah, it's out there kind of far. Well, how far? Oh, maybe about 100 miles, 100 miles from the church. 100 miles? You're going to come to church from 100 miles? Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And you see, the devil will put his blessings out there and make them look so good and say, this has got to be from God, right? No. If it's not according to God's perfect will and it's not going to be a blessing, then it can't be a blessing. And that's why when God gives his blessings to us, they're the best. He puts us in the right place at the right time and gives us his blessings, and you know when it's from him. And that's why we're thankful for the godly counsel we have in our church. And Adel and Sylvia, they are wise beyond years. They have seen so many circumstances over the years, and they have seen so many different ones. I love what it says in Psalm 68 and verse 19. It says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits or blessings. The God of our salvation, Selah. You know, the Lord, you have a picture of this, right? You have this daily picture of a person carrying these packages. And the Lord is daily giving us benefits. And he's loading it onto us, loading these benefits. And that's how good the Lord is to us. He doesn't burden us, but he loads us with blessings. And that's what's so good. And that's why this hymn that we sang, Count Your Blessings, is so good because you start realizing, wait a minute, look what God has done for me. He has saved my soul. He's given me eternal life. He's forgiven me. He's given me a home in heaven. And we have all these things and all these physical blessings and financial blessings and material blessings. We have been given so much. And God delights to bless us. All we have to do is be willing to be blessed and to do it God's way. And when we do that, it will be a blessing. So God is the source of every blessing. Sometimes we sing this song at the end of the breaking of bread. Actually, we sing it every Sunday. I love it. It's a great one, too. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise, praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You know, when God is the source of our blessings, they're going to be good. They're going to be great. There's a, a slogan by Crystal Geyser. It's good water. It's national, natural spring water. And they always say it's bottled at the source. It's got to be good, right? It's bottled right at the source. And I thought, well, suppose something happened where the water ran out. Or suppose somebody got in there and contaminated the water. It could be a tragedy, right? It could be a terrible thing. But you know, God's blessings come right from the throne of God. They come flowing right to us. They're pure. They're holy. They're blessed. They're never going to run out. God, when he blesses us, still has just as much to bless us with as when, before he gave us the blessing. Because he gives us out of his blessings, not from his blessings. He's so good and so faithful. And, and I love how it also says in Psalm 103 in verses 1 and 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Aren't we a forgetful people sometimes? We forget. We forget that God took us through some terrible and tempestuous storms and difficulties. 
in life. And we can be so thankful that he reveals to us his word and, and we get encouraged by it because we are forgetful and we be, need to be reminded of how good the Lord is and that he is the source of every blessing. Secondly, there's a purpose for every blessing. Did you ever think of that? That when God gives a blessing, he has a reason for it behind it to when he gives it to you and how he gives it to you and what he gives to you. It's not just randomly or haphazardly. He has a purpose for it. And when our Lord Jesus Christ was here on this earth and he came and he heard that Lazarus was sick, he could have gone immediately to Lazarus, right? He could have made that journey. It was very close. He could have gone in there, prayed over him, raised him up from his sickness, and that would have been a blessing. Wouldn't it have been a great thing? He presented him back to Mary and Martha, their, their brother. Uh, it would have been great. But he had a different purpose for that blessing that day. He waited until Lazarus died so that he might raise him from the dead and do something even greater than raising him from sickness. He would raise him from the grave. And not after a day, but after four days he had been in the grave. And that was a tremendous blessing that the Lord gave to Mary and Martha. And they were blown away by how, how the Lord had richly blessed them. And God's timing of these blessings is so encouraging. Someone once said, clouds in our lives are sent many times to bring showers of blessing." You know, when you see the clouds coming, you say the rain's coming, right? And when the rains come, the showers come. And that's why he gives us the showers of blessing. There's a story told of a young, uh, pianist, a young pianist by the name of Andor Folds. I wish uh, Adam and Elisa were here because they might know him. But he was a skillful pianist and at the age of 16 had experienced a very troubled year. And in the midst of the young Hungarian's personal struggles, one of the most renowned pianists of the day came to visit Budapest. His name was Emil van Sauer. And he was famous not only for his abilities, but because he was the last surviving pupil of the great pianist Franz Liszt. Von Sauer requested that Folds play for him. Folds obligated with some of the most difficult works of Bach, Beethoven, and Schumann. When he finished, Von Sauer walked over to him and kissed him on the top of his forehead. My son, he said, when I was your age, I became the student of Litz. He kissed me on the forehead after my first lesson and said, take good care of this kiss. It comes from Beethoven who gave it to me after hearing me play. And I have waited years to pack on this sacred heritage, but now I feel you deserve it. Young people, God has blessed you. He has saved you at a young age. And I see a lot of young faces in our audience today. God has blessings for you that are waiting. He's got a life out there for you. He's got plans for you. He's going to do great things in your life. All you have to do is take that sacred trust that the older ones have passed on to us and carry it on. That's what had happened in the days of Paul. He passed it on to Timothy and Timothy on to the next one and to the next one and down to this generation. The gospel has still gone forth and we are blessed with so many blessings. You know, it could have been, he could have responded in two ways, this young man folds. He could have said, well, thank you. I really appreciate that confidence you put in me. It's a sacred trust. Believe me, I won't let you down. I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to be the best pianist I can possibly be. 
Or he could have taken a negative approach, says, wait a minute, that's too much pressure. I can't handle that. You're talking about Beethoven. You're talking about Liszt. Now you're talking about me. Who am I? I can't do it. This is too much. But when God gives you the blessing, he gives you the grace, he will favor you in front of people. And we've all seen how God does it. One man's blessings, though, can be another man's burdens. And one man's burdens can be another man's blessings. It's all in our perspective and how we look at it. What God allows into our life, we should be thankful. And we should count our blessings. And we should be encouraged. Romans 8.28 is one of the most quoted and favorite verses of so many of us today. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. If God loves you, and he has a purpose for your life, and he's going to bless you, and he's going to give you all these blessings, you can obey him and trust him that he knows what's best, and he's going to work it out for you. Whether it's in the marriage, whether it's in the home, in the college, whether it's in the job, the promotion, whatever God has for you, he's going to bless you when you do it inside his will and trust in him. I love that expression. I don't know if it was at work I heard it the first time, but it says this, I'm too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> I like that. Next time you go to work tomorrow, let's say Monday morning, and you're starting to feel that, think of that. I'm too blessed to be stressed. And as Christians, we have been blessed so much that we shouldn't allow the stresses and pressures and difficulties of life to get to us. We should trust the Lord and thank him for his blessings and move forward and grow. And we should allow God to take those things that appear to be bad in our lives and turn them out for good. I love the story of a man named Thomas Carvel. He was attributed to be the first one to develop the soft serve ice cream. Now, if you read on the internet, you're going to see about four different people or groups that claim to be the first ones to have the soft serve. But I like his story the best, so we'll say he was the first one. It was in New York in 1934 when he was driving his truck, his ice cream truck, uh, through the streets of Hartsville, New York on Memorial Day weekend, 1934. He got a flat tire. Now, if you're a business person and you've got, that's your whole livelihood, right? You got a flat tire, you are stuck. And if you're selling ice cream, man, that ice cream's going to melt faster. In, and in that kind of weather, in hot, humid weather, it's going to melt fast. Well, this man thought quick on his feet, and he started to sell the ice cream as it started to melt. And he was selling this partially melted, creamy stuff as something new. And it was a huge hit. And it was the, then that's where the soft-serve ice cream was born. So here was a, here was a curse that God turned into a blessing for him, soft-serve ice cream. So if you go down to McDonald's today after church and get one of those soft-serve ice cream, remember Thomas Carville, remember he got a flat tire in Hartsville, New York in 1934, and how he didn't allow that to ruin his life, but it blessed his life because the soft-serve ice cream was born. And now we enjoy it and all the time, especially in summertime. And so when we see that God has blessings for us that he's going to use in our lives in ways we can't even imagine, that's what we should be thankful for because God is so good and so wonderful. And number three, not only is, 
God the source of every blessing, and not only is there a purpose for every blessing, but also there's an outcome from every blessing that happens to us, whether there's pleasant circumstances or unpleasant circumstances. And we see it in the Word of God where there were several people whose circumstances looked bleak and bad and troubled, and how God turned around those circumstances and made the outcome into a blessing. The first one, of course, is Job. Job, his end was better than his beginning. He had all these blessings in his life at the beginning, and then he lost it all, and then at the end, God blessed him and gave him twice as much as he had before. His end was better than his beginning. How about Joseph? And I know we all love Joseph very much. Joseph had it very difficult because he was sold into a slavery by his brothers. Can you imagine if your brothers sold you into slavery? That would cause a few family problems, right? He sold you into slavery. They wanted to kill him, but they decided, no, let's not kill him. Let's make some money off of it. Let's sell him into slavery. And that's what they did. And he ended up, of course, as the story goes, into Potiphar's house. He was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, ended up in prison, and then, of course, he revealed the two dreams of the cupbearer and the baker, and then God raised him up out of that prison to the highest place in Egypt as the prime minister, and he then saved his own brothers from starvation because there was a famine over the whole earth, and he saved his brothers. And what a blessing it was. He, God took him from where he was at in a negative situation, and turned it into a blessing to be into a positive. The third case is David. I was listening to a sermon this week when I was down on uh, vacation. There was a Christian radio station, very good one, K-Bright, it's called, down in Southern California, and had one of the speakers on it, and they were talking about David. You know, when David became king, he was about 16 years old. He was anointed king. He didn't become king yet, though. He had to wait 14 years, approximately 14 years, to become the king of Israel. When he was anointed by Samuel, and God sent Samuel there to anoint him, he anointed him. He was king. He was really king in God's sight. But Saul was the king on the throne at that time. And not only did Saul not like David, he hated David. He distrusted him, and he envied him, and he tried to kill him. And yet, 14 years later, God honored David and made him king of Israel. And what a blessing David had. You can imagine 14 years, having to wait 14 years, and some of us have had to wait many years for things. And when you wait, you see it as a blessing when you get the thing you're waiting for, right? But do you see it as a blessing in the process? That's the hard thing. Our dear brother Brad was sharing at the breaking of bread and how Sherry's going through these chemotherapy treatments. And if you haven't had chemotherapy, I don't think any of us who haven't had it can really probably describe it, how, how rough it is, but it is it's very difficult. But when we have the Lord with us, he is going to be right there with us. He's going to bless us. He's going to take care of everything, and he's going to be glorified by it. And that is the good thing about it. When we wait on the Lord... We renew our strength. We find hope in Him, and He gives us many blessings. You know, blessings are a lot like certain fruits. You know, you have bananas, you have peaches, and you have apricots. What do all three of those fruits have in common? 
Well, one of the things they have in common is they've got to be ripe before you can eat it. Have you ever tried to eat a banana that's totally green? Number one, you can't open it, right? You try to open that banana and pee. It's not going to work because it's not ripe yet. And when we're looking for blessings and they're not ripe yet, we have to wait and God's going to give us a great blessing. But we have to set aside that banana. It's going to ripen. It's going to be the right time, but we have to wait. Same thing is true of the peaches. You get a really nice peach, but if it's too hard, it's too hard to eat. You can't. You've got to wait for it to ripen. The same thing is true of apricots and other fruits as well. Some fruits you can eat right away, like apples and oranges and things. You can go to the store and you can pick it out and it's ready to eat right away. Others, you have to be patient and wait. And God wants us to wait for our blessings sometimes. He's going to bless us. He's going to richly bless us, but he says you just have to wait. But Lord, I've been waiting. I've waited five years. I've waited ten years. I've waited twenty years, Lord, maybe longer. And the Lord says, just wait. Just wait and see what I'm going to do for you. Just wait and see how I'm going to bless you. But you have to obey, you have to wait, and you have to trust. And when you do that, the Lord will bless us. How many times have we spoiled God's blessings and God's purposes and messed them up just by going forward on our own and doing it our own way? It doesn't work. And how many times when God shows us his will and we don't act on it, we lose out on God's fullest blessings too because of what he wants us to do. The psalmist said in Psalm 116 and verse 12, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will lift up the cup, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Yes, the Lord is so faithful and so good. The question is this morning, if you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, God wants to bless you with eternal life. He wants to bless you with salvation. He wants to give you all his gifts and all his benefits, but you have to be willing to come as a sinner, and say, Lord, I have sinned against you. I have fallen short. I need you to forgive me. Cleanse me, Lord. Make me whole. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior who died on the cross for your sins. And when you do that, he will forgive you. He will bless you. He will give you all his blessings. And you can be assured that these are great blessings. So let's remember this morning that God is the source of every blessing. And when we have these blessings from the Lord, we can know that they are good. The devil's going to put forth his imitation blessing, his counterfeit blessing. You know, can you imagine if you had a hundred dollar bill and you were so excited and all of a sudden you found out it's counterfeit, it's worthless, right? Because you put those fifties those those up there or those hundreds, they have the special bills now and you look up and if it's not got the little president in front of the, you know, there in the picture, that bill's not worth it. And so that's why a lot of uh, counterfeiters turn now to the smaller bills because they know they can't counterfeit those big ones anymore. They have to go to the smaller ones. The devil tries to counterfeit God's blessings. He tries to say, look what you can have. You can have this now. You can have all of this. You can have all of that. But what you have to do is step out of God's will. Oh, it won't be long. You'll just step out a little bit. You can have this. Don't listen to the devil's lies. When God gives you the best, he gives you the best 
for now and for eternity. And so that's what we want to be aware of. That God has a purpose for giving us these blessings, for us to share them with others and to be encouraged. And maybe God will turn your ice cream into soft serve. Maybe God will turn your flat tire into something good. So many times when we go through the bad times, we don't see that as blessings. We say, Lord, give me a good day today. And we consider it a good day when we're, it's error-free, problem-free, doubt-free. You know, everything is going smooth. And that is a blessing. But a greater blessing is trusting God through the difficulties of that day and to come to the end of the day and say, Lord, it was a good day because some bad things happened, but you were with me and you got me through it and you encouraged me and you helped me and you showed me you were there with me all along. And that can be an even greater day than where it's smooth. Remember Job, remember Joseph, and remember David. Their days weren't always easy, but the Lord was always with them, always blessing them, and they always obeyed him and trusted him. Let's just look now to the Lord, shall we, in a, in a word of prayer. We're so thankful, Lord, for the blessings that you have given us. We thank you for the blessing of salvation, Lord, and we pray if there's anyone here today that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, that today will be the day they open their hearts to you. And we pray, Lord, for all the Lord's people here, that you will richly bless them. Help them to remember how much you care for them. Lord, if you care for the sparrows, and you care for the... the uh, creatures of this earth. How much more do you care for your children, Lord, and provide for us? We thank you that you have blessed us thus far, and you will continue to bless us, Lord. And in whatever circumstances we go through, and some of it's very hard, we pray that you'll be with us. We do pray for our, especially our sister Sherry and what she's going through, and we pray that you will be right there with her, Lord, and comfort her, take her hand, visit her, strengthen her, help her through all this, and we also pray for our dear brother Dave and our sister Pauline Thompson and pray that you'll bring them through these trials that they're going through as well. Lord, help us to see everything that comes from you is, is a blessing and help us to be encouraged by the good things you give us every day. And so we thank you and praise you for all that you've done. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Yeah.